Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I apologize for the delay. Sometimes when you are production, the host, and the teacher, sometimes things get delayed. But to God be the glory. God is wonderful and mighty. And I'm grateful to be back before you guys yet another week. I'm excited about tonight's topic. I'm excited about the revelation that God shared with me to share with you guys concerning being stuck and just helping all of us to be able to move forward in our purpose. Um, God has been dealing with me and some things that I have been withholding um, for the same reason of being fearful um, of different things. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but some of the things that God is going to have for me to share through um, to relate and that we are in this together so i'm excited about again about tonight's word so before i do that let's let's say a word of prayer i'm going to review what we talked about last week and last week's podcast and then we're going to move forward so dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, God, for your presence. God, we thank you, God, for who you are, God, who you continue to be, God, in our lives. Father, God, thank you, God, for being our protector. Thank you for being God all by yourself. Thank you, Father, God, for truly, truly, God, proving to us time and time again that you're faithful. God, proving to us that, Father, God, that you are in control, Father, God, no matter what's happening in the world, God, no matter, God, what's taking place, God, in our personal lives, Father, God, we thank you, Father, God, for always being consistent, God, always remaining the same. God, you are who we can depend on, you are who we rely on, Father. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you have your way throughout this podcast, Father. God, that you will move through me, Holy Spirit, God, as your humble vessel, God. Move through me, God. Remove me out of the way, God. And when you move, God, every word that I speak out of my mouth, God, may come from the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit only. God, God, I thank you, Father, God, that somebody would be set free, that somebody be healed, God, that somebody, God, somebody's life shall be changed, Father, God, never be the same, Father. So Holy Spirit, we thank you, God, that you get the glory, that you get the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you so much for everybody that is tuning in on Instagram. Welcome. I'm looking up. That's Instagram here. And we have Facebook right here with me. I'm grateful for everybody who um, constantly supports this platform and is being blessed all over the world. Um, as you know that those of you that follow Imperfectly Perfect, you know that we also have a podcast platform on Apple Podcasts and anywhere that um, your podcast is available, you can listen to that as well. Um, I'll have the information at the end of the podcast for those of you who are interested. And I'm excited that there are people in Ireland, there are people in Spain, there are people in Germany that are listening to this podcast. And it's all because of God. It's all because of um, his provision um, for this podcast to be available to others to be able to be blessed. So I'm grateful for that as well. So thank you guys for tuning in. Let's talk about Let's talk about our, uh, hi, David, welcome. See my mom watching here. And those of you, don't be afraid to comment, you know, below if you have respectable comments. Um, comment below and just, hey, if you have any um, thing that you want to say as far as, you know, responding to what's being said, please feel free to do so. Um, so last week we talked about saturate. We talked about saturate. And when we're talking about saturate, we're talking about, how it's important for us to invite the Holy Spirit, how we are supposed to be consumed with God, how we're supposed to, everything we do, every decision that we make is supposed to be um, effective by God. And so, and it's important that 
we understand how to be saturated with God, that we're not saturated with man-made things, that we're not saturated with the news, that we're not saturated with social media, that we're not saturated with all of these other things, but we are saturated with the presence of God and with the things of God. And in order to be saturated, we must in, we must have a lifestyle of prayer. We must have a lifestyle of worship. We must make sure that we're surrendering ourselves unto God. We must make sure that we watch and guard, we make sure that we guard our gates. So that means guarding our ear gates, making sure we um, are careful about what we intake into our ears, the music that we listen to, the shows that we listen to, making sure we um, are in tune with what we intake into our eye gates as well. So watching certain shows, everybody are, you can't, if you listen, if you are trying to live a, a lifestyle of being abstinent before marriage, if that is your goal, then you should not be watching um, anything because that will um, entice your flesh to want to give into temptation. So those are some of the things that we talked about, making sure that in this, especially in these last days, that we are saturated with the things of God. If we want to live a successful so successful lifestyle um, that is purpose-driven for God, for God only, then we need to make sure that our um, that we are saturated and in different tools that I talked about, I'm not going to go over all everything, but different tools is making sure that you are listening to worship in your home, making sure that you're not just waiting to Sunday. You're not just waiting to Bible study to worship God. You're not just waiting, you know, for your pastor to preach for you to intake and, and partake into the word of God, but no, let it be a daily lifestyle. Let it be a daily lifestyle. So those are a few things that I talked about last week. So please, if you did not get a chance to watch last week's podcast or even listen to last week's podcast, follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page and you can watch it, the replay, and you can listen to the replay as well. So with all of that being said, I am so excited about getting into this week's, this week's topic. And I, I love it when God just shares revelation with me and just taking a practical um, example and be able to like take something natural and compare it to the to this uh spiritual my god i'm like thank you jesus so tonight's topic tonight's topic is are you stuck are you stuck are you stuck how many of us in this current season feel like we like we've been at a place of complacency that we've been a place of comfortability where god i'm good like i don't need nothing else i don't need no more um no more bells and whistles god i'm good where i'm at but what we must understand is that god wants us to be content with the position that we're in but he doesn't want us to be comfortable what do I mean by being content? Being content is saying, Lord, I yes, I desire for more. Yes, Lord, I desire to go to a new level. But God, if this is the level you have me on, then so be it. And I'm going to do and be obedient to your instructions until you give me the green light to move forward. But being comfortable is saying like, no, like I, I don't want to go nowhere else. I don't, I don't want to, you know, travel. If God is telling me to travel to a different, different country, no, I'm good in Philly. I'm good in Pennsylvania. No, I'm not trying to go, you know, and have my name be known. I, I want to stay in the background. How many of us has? I know I've said that. I still say that. 
I'm like, God, like I would love to stay in the background. Like I love being behind the camera. I love, you know, in my church at the river church, I, I'm um, on the media ministry. So I'm the one that's behind the camera, making sure that everything's good and that you're able to, to, um, to see the word of God online. And I love doing that. I enjoyed doing it because there's so many times where God has me in front of the camera. So anytime that God allows me to be behind the camera, I'm raising my hand because I know that that's not, <laughs> that's not where God wants me at all the time. Majority of the time he will have me at the forefront. And a lot of times God will put people in the forefront for those, <laughs> those that are willing and those that don't necessarily want to be in the forefront. Because sometimes you have to check yourself if you are trying to just be seen. If you're trying to be seen, you have to check your motive. What is your motive of, for wanting to be seen? What is your motive for wanting to be, wanting to be seen? You have to be careful about that. And so... <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I love being behind the camera. Whenever I have a chance, I'm going to do it. And that's the thing. A lot of us have been stuck in a place, in a place of being comfortable, of being in the same position year after year after year after year. And God is saying no. When it comes to your relationship with Christ, we have to understand that God requires for us to grow. For us to grow, you should never, you should never be the same person that you was yesterday. I don't care if it was just one thing that you learned and then one thing that you applied to your life to help you just grow, just like even like an inch or even like a centimeter. The fact of the matter is, and you need to always constantly be growing in Christ, never staying the same, never staying the same. And so that's why if you are feeling stuck, then there's something getting in your way and you have to evaluate what is getting in your way from fulfilling your God-given purpose because we all have a purpose. We all have a purpose. We can't, some people, I know I said this before, some people is like, well, I don't know what my purpose is. What did you ask? Did you ask God? The word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. That's Matthew 6, 33. So if you actually seek God and listen to his voice, wait for and wait for the response, then you will know. But if you're not showing God that you actually had the desire to know what your purpose is, then why should he trust you with that? Why should he, why should he, he wants to see if you're ready. He wants to see if you're desperate for it. He wants to see if you're available to be used for his glory. But if you are not available, if you are not ready, he will not put you in a position. God will not put you in a position if you are not ready. Hence being stuck. So what does stuck mean? Two definitions that stuck out to me during my study time. And just for those of you that want to know, stuck is the past tense of stick. And stuck means the first one is to halt the movement or action of. To halt the movement or action of. 
So we're talking about us being stuck. There's something that's stopping you from moving. There's something from stopping you from taking action. Anything or anyone that is stopping you from moving forward in Christ, you must get rid of it. You must get rid of it. You should not be allowing anything or anyone stopping you from fulfilling your God-given purpose, the reason why God even created you in the first place. Believers, especially us, there's so much work to be done. There's too much to do for us to be stuck in the same position that we were five years ago, 10 years ago. Why are we comfortable with being in the same position? And then you wonder why, for those of you that have a church home, you wonder why you see different, and it's not, and this is the thing. I don't want you to think that this is what it's about, about being elevated. No, because listen, it's not about titles. It's not about titles because God can use you without a title. It's about, when I'm talking about elevation and spiritual elevation and God taking you and using you in different capacity, whether you have a title or not. But if you're still stuck and you're not doing anything, you already received the word that you're supposed to be an author and you're still stuck on writing down brainstorming ideas and never went to God to say, Lord, okay, I wrote down some ideas. Now, Lord, which one is it that you want me to focus on? That you want me to elaborate? That you want me to actually write a book about in this season? But no, you're allowing yourself to get, you're allowing yourself to get in your own way and get ahead of myself. But you're allowing yourself to get in your own way because you're fearful. Because maybe you've never wrote in a big book before. Listen, I've never wrote in a big book before. I'm currently in that position now. But before now, I was like, God, like, you want me to write a book? Like, I've never, I've written papers before. I've written Eddie's before. But a book is a whole different ballgame. So I I get it. I understand it. But a lot of times what God would have you to do is to do things even when you are shaking in your boots, even when you're scared. Why? Because we depend on God. We depend on him for strength. We depend on him to give us the directions, to give us the the tools, to give us in everything we need. Because anytime God is instructing us to do something, he's already thought about everything. He's already had everything in motion. He already thought about the tools. He already thought about the essentials that we need. All we have to do is say, Yes. All we have to do is say yes. And it depends on him. That God wants us to rely on him. Not our man, not on ourselves, but to rely on him. So stuck means again to halt the movement or action of. And the other definition I have for stuck is to remain in a place, situation, or environment. God's telling you to move and you're still here. God told you to go to school, but you're still stuck at that job. And he's saying, listen, I told you to go to school. What's stopping you? Oh, I don't have the money. God says, I'm your provider. So what's stopping you? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't mount up. I don't have the qualifications. God says, I qualify you. 
So what's stopping you? Every excuse that we come up with, God has every thought about every single thing. It's listen, it's nothing that God did not think about. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. We have to put our trust in him and know that whatever he's leading us to do, he trusts us and he already knows that we are capable to do it. Why? Because we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. When we depend on God's, oh, when we depend on Jesus Christ's strength, there's nothing that can stop us. There is nothing that can stop us when we depend on God because all things are possible with God. All things are possible with him. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. So we're talking about stuck to halt the movement, movement or action of, to remain in a place, situation, or environment. Yes, Laura, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. My favorite scripture, Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6, to God be the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we know what stuck means, to God be the glory. We're talking about, are you stuck? We're talking about, are you stuck? And my God, God has a way. He has a way of getting getting your attention. God has a way of getting your attention. And he's like, and a lot of times when God speaks to you, it's, well, at least with me anyway, he doesn't really yell now unless you've been disobedient for a long period of time. He just asks you in a still small voice, why are you still here? Why have you not moved yet? What are you waiting for? Because God has already done his part, but he's waiting for us to make a move. God's waiting for us to make a move. But a lot of times we use the excuse of, oh, I'm waiting on God. Okay. And a lot of times that is right. There are times in, in certain seasons where we are waiting for, on God. But even when we're waiting on God, waiting on God does not mean that you don't move. Waiting on God means that, okay, while I'm waiting on God, I seek God for his direction to, to see what it is I need to be doing until his promises are manifested. Not to be standing and standing still and being on stuck and being on park, being in park position. No, but seeking God to say, Lord, what it, what, should I be doing to make sure that I am fulfilling and completing the steps towards completing my race? Making sure I am completing every step so that I complete my race. Our desire and our goal is to make sure that before we leave this earth, and see our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is that we fulfill our race to God be the glory. Hallelujah. So let's talk about some reasons, some reasons why you are stuck, why we are stuck. (laughs) Number one, we're getting in our own way. We're getting in our own way. An example that we're going to focus on tonight is a car stuck in the mud. That's the example where we're going to focus on tonight. A car is stuck in, stuck in the mud. And the car represents our destiny or our purpose. The car represents our destiny and our purpose. The mud represents anything holding you back from fulfilling your purpose. 
So the car represents your purpose. The mud is anything holding you back from fulfilling your purpose. And anything nobody knows about cars, I like cars. I'm not into it like that, but I love, you know, learning. I love learning, period, new things. And so doing the study, it was just like, wow. I was just learning a lot of different stuff about cars. And it was it's so relative to the things of God. And I was like, wow, God, this is dope. So again, the car represents your destiny and your purpose. The mud is anything holding you back from fulfilling your purpose. So number one, we're talking about reasons why you're stuck. You're getting in your own way. Getting in your own way, coming up with excuse after excuse after excuse of why you don't mount up to the task or why you can't fulfill the assignment. And God is like, I didn't ask you that. Again, he asked us, what is our availability? Are we available? Because when God asks us to do something, our response should be yes. That's the only response. Why? Because why should that be our only response? Think about it. Think about it. Think about the fact that God did not hesitate to send his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. Even though we are wretched people, even before we were in our mother's womb, even before we were even thought about from our parents, God considered our sins. God considered us and said, I'm going to send my only begotten son, John 3, 16, to save the world. My God, to save the world so that Jesus can be the ultimate sacrifice. So that Jesus can be the only, the ultimate sacrifice to save our sins. Because without Jesus, without the blood of Jesus Christ, we would not have the redemption of our sins. We would constantly have to make sacrifice after sacrifice because in the Old Testament, they had to make a set, they had to sacrifice a lamb. They had to sacrifice a lamb every time they committed a sin. They had to sacrifice a lamb. But Jesus became the sacrificial lamb. Jesus is the lamb of God. The lamb of God. He took the keys of death away. He took the keys of death away from the enemy so that we can have life and have it eternally. When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we now have eternal life. So when this life here is over and we we are seated in heavenly places with our father, heavenly father, we have eternal life. So because of that and that alone, that's only that's the major reason. I mean, there's so many other reasons, but that is the major reason of why our response should be yes, because Jesus didn't hesitate even when he was tempted by the enemy and wanting to just and wanting to even have a temptation of giving up say lord take this cup away from me he still said lord let thy will be done Ooh, yes, jesus said lord let thy will be done i know why you sent me here you sent me to be a sacrifice he said you sent me to be a sacrifice 
So our response should be yes. Yes. Because God said yes. Even beyond, even knowing what we were going to commit, the sins that we're going to commit on a daily basis. God said yes. And he chose us. He chose us to God be the glory. God chose us. Whew, that's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we're talking about reasons why we're stuck. We're getting in our own way. Using excuse after excuse after excuse. My God. Hallelujah. Another excuse is we're afraid of success. Afraid of success. Huh, my God. How many of you, and I could attest to this, how many of you have felt like every time you get to a certain point in your life and it seems like everything is on the up and up, something always happens and then it seems like you're back at ground zero. And because of disappointments, because of rejection, because of abandonment, you found you find yourself no longer expecting great things to happen in your life. You find yourself no longer having expectations for greatness to take place in your life because you've been disappointed for so long. And that I can definitely relate to this because I've been disappointed in my life and it seems like every time I get to a certain point and it seems like everything is just like, Nah, nah, nah. It's like going on a roller coaster. Now you get to the very top, and then all of a sudden you get to the top, and it's like it goes down. Yeah. There, there, it, that's that that I know that feeling. But God is saying, huh, you can't allow your past to hinder you for your future. You can't allow what took place in your past to stop you from what God has in place for you in your future. And because we're afraid that it's too good to be true, we're afraid of success. We're afraid of success. My God. My God. Yes, sis. Listen, me too. Me too. My God. So let's go to the next um the next point. So we're talking about things that we um Things that reason why we are stuck. Number three, we're afraid of what's next. We're afraid of what's next. Because we're afraid, and really number three, number four, and when I put it up there, you're going to see why, are one and the same. We're afraid of what's next. He's like, God, like, man, like, so you you may know, you may, oh, okay, yeah, they're a little different, but you may know what's next, but you're afraid. You're afraid of, uh, of actually walking into the next because you're comfortable. You're comfortable of being where in that place. So you have a position, a promotion that's coming in place, but you're like, man, like, I don't know. Like you're, 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 you're not, uh, and I'm getting ahead of myself. You're afraid of doing the next. Because you're comfortable with the now. You don't want to move forward. You want to stay in that same manager manager um manager position, but maybe God is calling you to have your own. 
but because there's no huh the afraid of Jesus there because there's no as an entrepreneur and i'm entrepreneur so i understand this sometimes as an entrepreneur there is no there can be a lack of stability in the beginning because you're your own boss and a lot of people don't want to be entrepreneurs because when you have a full-time position and you there's benefits you don't have to worry about um how you're going to get insurance you don't have to worry about how you're going to pay people you have an employer they take care of you and you're good you have certain certain schedule you have certain days off some some places have holidays off so you it's, it's structure it's stability but when you are on your own <laughs> you have to set the tone you have to depend on god and it's scary it can be scary when you have to put your complete control in somebody else's hands. It is it can be very scary. But God wants us to trust him. So we can't be afraid of what's next. We can't be afraid of our future, which leads to the next part. What is of reasons why we're stuck? Fear of the unknown, especially in this season that we're in. My God, it seems like it was one thing at another at another things like who would have known that the coronavirus would have spread the way it did and is still continually to spread. Who would have known that it would have affected so many businesses, would have affected small businesses, that it would cause thousands on thousands of people to lose their life? That will cause us to, to, to change the very way that we live our life. We can't go to the movies. We can't, you know, have and we can't even spend time with our loved ones on Thanksgiving and Christmas. The unknown, not knowing that it was going to happen, not knowing the response that was going to take place. My God. So God is saying, just because you don't know what's going to happen next does not mean you need to be in a place of stuck. Because God is not going to reveal everything to you at the same time. He's going to give you glimpses, glimpses of your future, glimpses of what's going to take place in your life through a man and woman of God that may give you a prophecy or maybe through um, a dream if you are a dreamer and then God begins to reveal certain things that's going to take place in your life. But even with that, he's not going to give you every detail. Because he has to trust you. He has to see if you're ready for it. Because if you're not ready for it, he's not going to give you that detail because you might run away. If we knew, listen, if I would have known that I would be doing imperfectly perfect, if I would have known that God would be leading me to teach in front of people every single week, not in having a problem with public, um, having a problem with public speaking growing up. And if I would have known this, if God would reveal this to me, I would have never done it. I would have ran away even longer. I've ran away a long time, but I would I would have definitely ran away from this. But he had to put, get me at a place of being surrendered. He had to get me at a place of being surrendered so that I would not be afraid. Yeah, a little shaking in my boots. <laughs> But I put my trust in God and say, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, then I trust you. I follow you. I don't know what I'm doing, 
but I trust you. And I know that you're going to equip me for the assignment. I know that you're going to equip me for the task. Oh, Jesus. So that's what we have to believe. We have to know that whatever God is leading us to do, that he's going to equip you for the assignment. And a lot of times when God is taking us to a level, a new level, God has already been equipping us for the assignment. God has already been equipping us for the assignment and we're not even aware of it because it's like, oh, okay, because God is just like, okay, I'm going to pitch you here. I'm going to, you know, some of the ministries that we may serve on in our church home, not understanding why God put us in that position. And then in the natural, when we, and God is preparing us for our, our new job or whatever, and it's saying, oh, you're like, man, well, you read in a description of the um the job position you're like man well i don't have those that criteria and then god begins to remind you remember you did on the usher ministry remember you did on the media ministry yeah all of those things apply to this natural position and then you can write that down on your resume because just because you did not have the the education just because you did not have the natural education god has been educating you and equipping you just because you are willing to be a servant, just because you're willing to be obedient. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Just because you're willing to be obedient to serve him. My God, my God, my God. Yes. Hallelujah. So don't be afraid of the unknown. You got to put your trust in God. You got to put your trust in him and know whatever he's leading to do. Trust and believe. God got your back. <laughs> God has your back. He already set in place the people that can equip you, the mentors. He already put the resources in place. You just got to be willing to reach up and grab it. Whew. Be willing to reach up and grab it. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, I trust you. I put my faith in you. My God. God, lead me. God, you are lamp unto my feet, God, and a light unto my path. God, I put my complete trust in you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. So again, we're talking about reasons why you're stuck. Two more reasons that I want to go over before I get into the meat of tonight's uh, topic. But the other, another reason is we are afraid to take a risk. We're afraid to take a risk. We're so comfortable with being in Philly. We're so comfortable in being in the place that we grew up in. That God tell you to move to LA. You don't want to make that move because everybody knows your name. Cheers. <laughs> everybody knows your name where you grew up. Everybody knows your name on the block. But God's calling you higher, God, because there's people that you're assigned to. There's people that's waiting for you to say yes. It's people waiting for you to be obedient to God's calling, to be obedient to God's instructions. But if you're so, huh, if you're, if you are not willing to take a risk, my God, if you're not willing to take a risk, you are, huh, you're holding other people back too. Why? Because we're called to people, not to ourselves. Our gifts is not for our own. Our gifts is to help fulfill God, our God-given purpose. So if 
your people, the people you're assigned to are in another country or another state. That's where you must go. That's where you must go. You should, you don't, you don't have, <laughs> if there's no other reason. Listen, I, I used it for those of you who follow me, you know somewhat of my story, but I went to school in Savannah, Georgia for college. And I would have very well in that moment. I thank God I did not stay there because there's so many wonderful things that's here in my life that I thank God that, you know, I did come back home. But in the moment, I wanted to stay in Georgia. Why? Because I was, I loved the lifestyle. It was, it was different. It was new, but it's not where I was assigned. It was, I was assigned there for school, but my assignment in Georgia was over. And God said, it's time to come back to Philly. And had I not been obedient, I would not be before you guys right now. Because my you, you, everybody that's watching now on this live, on Instagram, on Facebook, listening on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, you are a part of my assignment. And if I was not obedient, my God, God, for one, probably would have used somebody else. But where would you be? If I was being selfish in my own ways. And not being obedient to God's will and to his perfect to his perfect will. So we can't be afraid to take a risk. And the last reason why, the last reason why we are stuck is because we're comfortable and we are complacent. We're comfortable and we're complacent. We're comfortable, we're comfortable with just, you know, and I'm not, I'm in in Please don't misconstrue anything that I'm saying. I'm not belittling anybody, but this is just an example that's flowing through, through me by way of the Holy Spirit. But being comfortable making $10 an hour on a job, when God has placed gifts inside of you, inventions inside of you that can have you to be a multi-billionaire but because you're comfortable with being on that $10 an hour job, you don't want to give birth to that invention. You don't want to huh, take a risk, my God, and start your business. And that's why God is saying, listen, in this pandemic, there has been so many people that have started businesses, that have wrote, written books, that have come up with inventions, that have reinvented their brands. They have not allowed this pandemic to restrict them from going to the next level, but had just reconstruct, reconstructed their, their business and their brand to fit the needs of their consumers. How many people have had um, brick and mortar stores and maybe they were just somebody, a small business, and they just wanted to have the people come to them. But because of COVID, because of the restrictions, now they are an e-commerce. Now they start selling things online. Now they started broadening their horizons because they know they have to be able to reach out to their consumers in a different way if they want to continue to be successful and continue to grow. 
And that's the thing about God is just that we cannot put a limit on God. We cannot put a limit on what God can do through us and for us. Okay, so what? This didn't work. Okay, so what? This this plan failed. Trust me, God got a plan B, plan C, D, E, F, G. God, God, listen, there's no limit to what God can do. He said, all right. Maybe that source ran out, but God says, I am the ultimate source. And because God is the ultimate source, there's no limit to the amount of resources that he will provide for you if you depend your dependency on God and not on man. Stop being comfortable. Stop being complacent. My God. Put your trust in God. Rely on him in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. It's time to level up. We got to stop playing games. We got to stop standing still. It's so much more. Listen, I'm sure it's writers on here. I'm sure it's filmmakers on here. I'm sure it's singers on here. I'm sure it's entrepreneurs on here. We got to level up, y'all. Hallelujah. We have to level up. We got to stop being stuck. All right, so let's get into the meat of this thing. So we talked about earlier, right, of how we were talking about the example of how we are, the, the car is our destiny. The car is our destiny and the mud is anything that's getting in the way of us fulfilling our um, God-given purpose. We already talked about different things. We already talked about different things that is restricting us from fulfilling our God-given purpose. Glory be to God. Yes, Melissa. I'm moving up in my life about to start online classes with CCP for sign language. Hallelujah. That is wonderful. Hallelujah. Yes. Push forward. Push forward. Glory be to God. That is so wonderful. And we got to, that's another thing. We got to be encouraging to one another. When we see people succeed, when we see people that are striving towards their goal, we see that people are striving to fulfill their God-given purpose, start encouraging people because it's not easy. And anytime we are going and that we are growing in Christ, the enemy is going to fight against us. So we got to keep each other in prayer. We got to keep each other covered and be encouraged. Because it's not going to be easy. This race is not going to be easy, but it will be worth it. It will be worth it. It will be worth it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. See the connections that are being made on here. Hallelujah. So let's talk about hallelujah. Let me get my notes here. So let's talk about two types. We're talking about the car, right? That is our example, our destiny, our destiny, our purpose. Let's talk about, and we know for those of you that are car fanatics, and I'm, as I said, I put that disclaimer, I'm not well-versed in cars, but I did my study today for this particular reason. And a car has two types of transmission. And how is this comparison? to God, control, control, because huh, God wants, God re requires for us to allow him to be in control. God requires us to allow him to be in control. So 
two types of transmission. Well, in other words, control. Number one, we have the automatic. The automatic transition transmission. The automatic transmission uses sensors, uses sensors to determine when it should shift gears and change them and changes them using internal oil pressure. Again, the automatic transition transmission uses sensors to determine when it should shift gears and change and change them using internal oil pressure. And this, my God, blew my mind because when we think about internal oil pressure and how it's relative to the, to the spirit supernatural, it's talking about the pressure of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the oil. The Holy Spirit is the oil, the anointing, my God. So talking about the anointing, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is what causes us to be able to shift gears and change. When we are in the automatic, that means we are allowing the control of God. But sometimes, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but that's okay. We'll review it again as we continue. Sometimes, even though you are in automatic and you are in control, it allows you, my God, it allows you, it allows you to be easy to respond and be controlled. When you are in the automatic transmission, it allows you to be easy to be respond and be to be controlled. So you think about a lot of cars are automatic. So you have park, reverse, neutral, drive, and you have some other, some other gears that we'll get into a little later. So when you put that thing in drive, all you, you don't have to worry about nothing else. If you put it in drive, it's going to move forward. If you put it in reverse, it's going to move back. You don't have to worry about, you know, trying to adjust it or anything. It's already doing it. And once you, and because it's automatic, the car, thank you, Jesus, the car is going to depend on the internal oil pressure or depend on the pressure of the Holy Spirit to make sure that it shifts gears. And when it shifts gears, it's going to give you, oh my God, the gears are the directions. The gears are the the different positions that is necessary to fulfill your God-given purpose. My God, my God. So we have to be careful that when we are in the automatic train, we've been using the automatic transmission, that we are giving our control to God and not man. And definitely not the enemy. Because a lot of times you can be because when you are in an automatic transmission, my gosh, because you are using an automatic transmission, it's easy for you to respond and be controlled, but you have to watch who you is in, in, in the driver's seat. You have to watch who is in control. You have to watch who is in control. My God, you got to watch who's in control. Because a lot of times, <laughs> A lot of times we find ourselves being in situations and next thing you know, relationships, next thing you know, you find yourself conforming, finding yourself compromising, and now they're in the driver's seat. And next thing you know, you find yourself drifting further and further away, and then you find yourself going to reverse because you wasn't careful and you allowed yourself, you you allowed yourself to be controlled by man and not God. So the automatic transmission, the other, the other transmission that I want to talk about is the manual, the manual, in other words, the stick shift, the stick shift um, transmission. And in this, in this um, instinct, 
the manual stick shift, it requires you to constantly change gears by manipulating a lever. And this, it runs on two caveats enforced by car's computer. You can't run the engine RPMs, and that means revolutions per minute, too low or too high. In other words, you're limited because you are in control. And some people are saying, how am I limited if I'm in control? Because you didn't listen. It says that you are, you have to manipulate and it runs on two caveats. It runs on two by the car's computer. And every time you shift, it has, uh, it has the lever, it has the gear and it's the stick shift. You have the lever and you constantly have to maneuver both. And if you are not, if you don't know how to, I don't know how to drive a stick shift. One day I will learn, but I don't know how. You constantly have to know and have to be alert to be able to move that thing into place. And if you don't, you will, you will find restrictions along the way. You find things getting in your way. And that's the thing, manual. You're putting yourself in control. You're putting yourself in the position of God. God wants us to rely on him. When we put ourselves in the automatic, we say, Lord God, take the will. That's saying, Jesus, take the will. Yes. Jesus, I want you to take the will. Lord, I want you to be in control of my life. God, I can't do this on my own. Because if I can do it on my own, I would have never accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I would have never. I would have never done it. Because I already tried to do it on my own and I failed every single time. Being a manual stick shift. You will fail every single time. If you put that thing out of position, you'll fail. But if you put your uh, if you put your all in the Holy Spirit, if you put your all in God, He'll lead you to even when, even when it seems like you hit a bump in a roll, even when it seems like you you hit um a diff, a dead end, even when you have all these hiccups and you might have a uh a detour. God will reroute. Oh, God will reroute you and to let you know, go this way. Yes, When the source runs out, God say, "Listen, I got a different way to go. I got a different road for you. My God, just follow me." But if you try to do things in a manual transmission way, you won't have. You're limited because the only person you're depending on is yourself. And if you don't know what you're doing, who else can you look to but yourself? So now you're running around frantic because you don't know what you're doing. But we put our self-dependency on God. My Lord, he'll give us the way. He'll let us know. Yeah, my God, he'll let us know what to do. He'll lead us. He'll direct us if we let him. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He'll direct us if we let him. My God, hallelujah. Yes, God's will be done, not mine. To God be the glory. So we talked about automatic and manual stick shift. Now let's talk about what gear you're in. What gear are you in in the season? What gear are you in? Or in other words, what position are you in to fulfill your purpose? What position are you in to fulfill your purpose? 
So we're comparing it to a car, right? So are you in a park position? The park, the park position is doing the same thing for years with no desire to grow. When you are in the park position, my God, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but when you are in the park position, you're good, you're comfortable, you're complacent. You don't, you have no desire to grow anywhere. You want to live in the same house. You want to be doing the same thing, routine, going, waking up. All right, you wake up, go to the nine to five, you're cooking the same meal, eating the same thing, listen to the same song, watching the same show. You're comfortable. You're parked. And God is saying, you can't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and be in the parked position. No way. There's no way you can literally have a relationship with Jesus Christ and be okay with being parked. Not at all. So let's go to Hebrews chapter six. Hebrews chapter six. Hallelujah. I pray that you're being blessed so far because this thing blessed me. That's why I'm so excited because I was like, wow, God, you... Let's just continue. <laughs> like I was just so excited. I could not wait to just teach you guys tonight. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 through 3. And I'm going to read from the Message Bible. <clears throat> it says, so come on. Let's leave the preschool finger painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. The basic foundational truths are in place, turning your back on salvation by self-help and turning in trust toward God. Baptismal instructions, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment, God helping us will stay true to all that. But there's so much more. Let's go on with it. My God. Listen, the message, the message Bible will, will literally come at your neck. But at the same time, it's like, come on. It's so much more. It's so much more to having a relationship with Christ than having the basics. Okay, when you're first to set Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are a babe in Christ. So, yes, they're the foundational things you need to learn about being, um, being saved and, and walking with the Lord. But as you grow, my God, and as you read the word of God, as your prayer life increases, as you continue to be available to be used by him, as you allow God to remove those unwanted things out of your heart and fill you back, back up with the more things of him, you are going to have the desire and he can begin to trust you. You have the desire to please him and you're going to grow and he's going to show you the gifts and you're going to reveal you the gifts that's inside of you. He's going to cultivate those gifts, but you allow yourself to be in part. There's no room to grow. There's nowhere to go. Get yourself out of that park position. There's, there's, there's so much more to do. So much more to do. So many people is waiting for us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because even though we are all not called to be an evangelist, but we are all called to evangelize. We are all called to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
We are all called to make sure that somebody is saved. That yeah, and some be some people are called to the masses, and some people are called to the small groups. But whatever you're called to, make sure that you are doing your part to make sure to make sure that everybody knows about Jesus Christ. That through your lifestyle. They see that there's something different about you. During your lifestyle, they have a desire to want to know what is it that's so special about you that even though you're going through the same thing that I'm going through, that you're not weary, that you're not uh, running amok, that you're not trying to take your own life and that you have such a peace about you. And that gives you the open door to share about Jesus Christ giving me the peace, giving me the peace that surpasses all understanding. My God. So let's get out of the park position. Let's get out of the park position. Hallelujah. So next position. You know about the park position. Next position is reverse. Some of us, not in park, but some of us are in reverse. And we all know reverse means that we're going backwards. Means that we're going backwards. Finding yourself reconnecting with your past because you're afraid of your future. Are you in that position tonight? Are you in a position of being reversed? Finding yourself reconnecting with things that God has already delivered you from? Allowing yourself to get back into the bad habits, allowing yourselves to get to hang around the old crowds, even though God told you to, to get disconnected from them because they're not a part. Oh, they can't go where you're going. Oh, Jesus. They can't go where you're going. God told me that very same thing three years ago. That I had to disconnect myself from some people because they can't go where I'm going. And had I stayed connected to them, I would not be where I am now. Did it hurt? Yes, it did. But am I grateful for it? Yes, I am. So yes, God will require you to separate because he wants to see huh, if your loyalty is to, is to people or is it to him. God wants to see is your loyalty to people or is your loyalty to God? God is a jealous God. God is a jealous God. He wants to see if you are loyal to him. That's what he wants to see. If you're loyal to him. My God, my God. So we have to be careful about in moments where we allow fear to grip us up to the point where we start going backwards. Why? Because some of those reasons we mentioned earlier, because we're afraid of success, because we're afraid of taking a risk, because we're afraid of the next. We're afraid of the unknown. So because we're afraid of all those things, now we find ourselves backtracking. Because like, whoa, I, I, I wasn't ready for all this. So let me, let me not, okay, and I'm not in park, but now I'm going to start moving backwards. How am I going to start moving backwards and going to my old life? Because listen, everybody know my name on the block. And I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to uh, put on the front. I don't have to, um, to, to grow. I don't have to um, have the pressure of doing new. So I'm just going to go back to what, to what I, what I know. I, I, I'm just going to go back to what was comfortable for me. 
God is like, no, that's not the life that I have for you. That's not what I created you for. There's new things that God desires to do. Let's go to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, verse 18 through 19. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. And it says, do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. Listen carefully. I am about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. My God, Isharabasi. I'm read that one more time. Do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. Listen carefully. I am about to do a new thing. God says, I am about to do a new thing. Oh, Jesus. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? A lot of us are not aware that God is doing a new thing in us because where our mind is so focused on the past, our mind is so focused on what was. But when we become saved, that we are a new creature, that all the old things are behind us and behold, the whole, all things become new in our lives. So once we already became saved, those old things are no longer no longer should be our focus. No longer should be at the forefront of front of our mind. So we have no reason to go backwards. We have no reason to be looking behind us. We got to move forward. We got to move forward because God says, I'm about to do a new thing in you. But you got to be willing. You got to be available. You got to be willing for God to do the new thing in you. Because the thing is, we have free will. God is not going to force us to do anything. We have free will. My God, we have free will. God says, I'm going to do a new thing in you. Hmm. I can't get off of that. God says, I'm going to do a new thing in you. Glory be to God. Stop worrying about what was. Stop worrying about what should have, could have been. God says he's doing a new thing in you. You keep worrying about hearing a new word. When God says, go to the word that I receive, and did you actually complete that word? Did you actually do the steps towards that that position, the steps towards fulfilling that purpose, are you actually doing what I instruct you to do? I can't do a new thing if you if you're not following every step. You can't skip skip steps. He said, I want to do a new thing in you, but you gotta follow my instructions. You got to follow my instructions. Stop going backwards. Move forward. He's trying to do a new thing in you. And this is why God had this podcast to come forward so that you can be aware because the word of God says, will you not be aware of it? He said, I will even put a road in the wilderness. My God, 
Even in storms, even when your back is against the wall, God says he put a road in the wilderness. And rivers in the desert. He makes sure you he provides everything you need. No need to worry, no need to fear. God says, I'll provide for you. Whatever you need, I got it. Whatever you need, I got it. Trust me, rely on me, depend on me. I got it. He said, I got it. I got it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. To God be the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God said, I got it. So we talked about reverse. The next gear, neutral. Hmm. Able to move, but you need to be pushed or forced into your destiny. You're able to move, but you need to be pushed or forced into your destiny. Think about it. If you're in neutral, think about, say, if you, huh, anybody ever ran out of gas in your car? <laughs> ever ran out of gas in your car and you needed help being pushed to the side of the road off of the highway? And in order for, in order for you maybe to be pushed, you had to put your car in neutral. And then you and somebody else would have to literally, and oh, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody would have to be in a driver's seat, put the car in neutral, and then somebody else, probably two or three, depending on how big the car is. And then the person in the driver's seat would have to turn the car to where it needs to go. Say, if you're trying to go to the left off the road, turn the car to the left, and then the other people would have to push you off the road huh, because you ran out of power. Oh, Jesus, because you ran out of power. And sometimes, huh, we're able to move, but we're so dependent on somebody pushing us or forcing us into our destiny, relying on everybody else's anointing. And this is not, some people might misconstrue this and say, oh, well, we, we can't fulfill our purpose without people. Yes, that's very true. But this is not what this is in re relevance to. We're not talking about needing people. We're not talking because needing people doesn't mean that you're neutral. Needing people means that you're already a speed. You're already going forward. You're already in drive. But now God is saying in order for you to actually complete your assignment, now I'm bringing more people so it won't take you that long. Because huh. if you try to continue to do it on your own, it's going to take you longer to fulfill it on your own. But at least you're you're actually already in drive. No, neutral is saying that no, I'm going to depend on everybody else to try to push me. I, somebody always got to encourage me. Somebody always got to pray for me. Somebody always got to say something to me for me to actually make a move or even if I actually make a move. And I'm depending on them. I can't pray for myself. I can't read the word of God for myself. But even though I've been uh, I've been saved for 10 years now, but yet I'm still depending. I'm, I'm always saying, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. But where's your prayer life at? Are you reading the word of God for yourself? Why are you still stuck and neutral? So too much work to be done. Your assignment must be completed before you leave this earth. There's people that you're assigned to. 
but you're depending on somebody else's anointing. When God anointed you for something else. You can't depend on somebody else's anointing because God anointed you, the, the real you, the authentic you. You can't depend on somebody else because you're not them. Finding yourself being in neutral. Let's go to Psalms. Psalms chapter 62, verse 5 through 12. Psalms 62, 5 through 12. And I'm going to read from the Good News Translation. And it says, I depend on God alone. I put my hope in him. He alone protects and saves me. He is my defender and I shall never be defeated. My salvation and honor depend on God. He is my strong protector. He is my shelter. Trust in God at all times, my people. Tell him all your troubles for he is our refuge. Human beings are all like a puff of breath. Great and small alike are worthless. My God, put them on the scales and they weigh nothing. They are lighter than a mere breath. Don't put your trust in violence. Don't hope to gain anything by robbery. Even if your riches increase, don't depend on them. More than once I have heard God say that power belongs to him, my God, and that his love is constant. You yourself, O oh Lord, reward everyone according to their deeds, my God. So God is saying, my God, rely on him. He said, all power belongs to him. We don't depend on man. We don't depend on money. My God, nothing compares to God. Nothing compares to him. We put so much trust in man. We put so much trust in people. God is saying, no, nobody compares to me. Nobody. I gave them the breath that they have. I gave them everything they have. The food, the clothes, the cars. I gave them the gifts. I gave them the creativity. I gave them the invention. God say, I gave them all of it. But yet you put your trust in man when I'm the one that put them in that position. How dare we put our trust in man when God is the ultimate creator. He is the creator of all things, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the beginning and the ending, the alpha and omega. Nobody is before him. He is. It was and is to become my God. All glory be unto him. Who? Because he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask, imagine. Who? Dream about my God. He is. Yes, He is. Yes, All that we can ever ask for. Yes, He is. Who? Why are we depending on other people's anointing? My God, hallelujah. Next shift, hallelujah, hallelujah. I realize I did not put that um, up here on my notes, but I'm just gonna read it here and I'm gonna get it in here for you guys in a, in a second. Drive, drive, hallelujah. Be patient with me while I get in here because I wanna make sure you guys have it. Drive, hallelujah, hallelujah, drive, 
moving forward with God in control. Moving forward with God in control, meaning that we need to be surrendering our all to God. Surrendering our all to God. That means, God, wherever you lead me, I'll go. Whatever you tell me to do, God, I'll go. Whatever you tell me to speak out of my mouth, I will speak. God, whatever you tell me to give, I'll give. God, I'll do it. I trust you with my life. I give it all unto you, Father. I'll do it. I'll go. That's the position God requires for us to be in. Is drive. Moving forward with him in control. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. This is a part of Imperfectly Perfect's mission statement. Philippians 3.12, and I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. And it says, not that I have already obtained it, this goal of being Christ-like, or have already been made perfect, but I actively press on so that I may take hold of that perfection for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made me his own. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That was Paul talking. He said, I know I'm not perfect. Paul said, I know I'm not perfect. (laughs) But even with that, I know that I'm perfected through Christ. He said, because of that, (laughs) one thing I know about that I'm not going to focus on what lies behind me. I'm going to look forward because I have a goal. I have a prize uh, to obtain. I have a race to finish. We have a race to finish. We don't have no time to be looking behind us. We got a race to finish. We got a race to finish. Hallelujah. Two more gears I'm going to talk about before, before we end. Hallelujah. So now we know about drive and we're still talking about drive and moving forward with God in control. Under drive, they have different ones. Like it's different. Some different people's cars are different. So you might have, it might um, say three, two L or it might say S, um, L, you know, different gears, whatever they name it. Um, but it's other gears under drive. So. 32L was a distant def- uh, this example when I in my research saying in this position is still you're still under drive but in this position God is keeping you from going too fast and keeping you in control because sometimes uh, when we're in drive sometimes when God reveals to us what our God-given purpose is we like to skip steps we like to go fast and we like to go to the end result. And God is saying, no, there's other things that need to be done before you get to the end result. There's other things that need to be done before you get to point Z. You can't go from point, point A to point Z. So sometimes God is like, listen, while you're in drive, I'm going to, because you're giving me control, because you uh, surrender yourself unto me, now I'm going to make sure that you stay 
at a certain gear. I'm going to make sure that you don't go too fast. I'm going to make sure that you stay at a certain position. And when you are in this position, God is keeping you from going too fast and keeping you in control. You are quick to be obedient to God's to God's directions. You are quick when we are in drive, when we are even in other positions in drive, we are quick to be obedient to God's directions. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy 30, verse 10 through 14. And I'm going to read from the Message Bible. And it says, but only if you listen obediently to God, your God, and keep the commandments and regulations written in this book of Revelation, nothing hath parted here. You must return to God, your God, totally, heart and soul, holding nothing back. This commandment that I'm commanding you today isn't too much for you. It's not out of your reach. It's not on a high mountain. You don't have to get mountaineers to climb the peak and bring it down to your level and explain it before you can live it. And it's not across the ocean. You don't have to send sailors out to get it, bring it back, and then explain it before you can live it. No, the word is right here and now, as near as the tongue in your mouth, as near as the heart in your chest. Just do it. My God, just do it. That's the thing about obedience. God requires for us to just do it, to not come up with excuse after excuse, to not come up with all of these things while we're fearful, while we doubt in him, while we're getting worried, while we're becoming weary. No, God tells us to do something and we must do it. That's what it means to be surrendered. That's what it means to give your all, to be submissive unto God and to say, Lord, I'm not, I don't understand why you take me this way, but Lord, I trust you. Why? Because you're leading me this direction. Why? Because you opened the door for me, God. Why? Because you have set, you're ordering my steps to make sure that I have everything I need and that I have everything that I desire. God, I trust you in my life. Being obedient to God, being willing and available to be to use to be used by Him, that's what God desires. That's what God wants. The last position I'm going to talk about, hmm, because we're talking about all these positions. We're talking about okay, uh, how different reasons are why we are stuck. We're talking about different things of of different positions that we need to be in, and positions that we should not be in. But how do we get out of stuck? Because sometimes you could be in drive and then find yourself in a position and find yourself falling into sin. Finding yourself getting to a position where you end up getting stuck and you just like, wow, like God, I, it seems like I can't get from get from here. Seems like I, I, I can't get out of this connection. It seems like I can't get out of this relationship. Seems like I can't separate myself from these people. And God is saying, and when you're in those moments, it's still another chance. He still has another chance for you. And sometimes when you get stuck, you need the power of the Holy Spirit to get you out. And in this position, relevant to car, is the traction gear. The traction gear is when you are stuck and you need some extra power to get you out. 
when you are stuck and you need some extra power to get you out? How is this comparison? The power of the Holy Ghost will get you out if you let him. If you let him, he will deliver you. He will free you and he will heal you from fear. He will heal you from fear if you let him. If you give him complete and utter control, allow the power of the Holy Spirit to remove every reservation, to remove every hindering spirit, to remove every stronghold in your life, to remove it out of the way. To remove it out of the way so that you can move forward in your relationship with Christ. So you can move forward and fulfill your God-given purpose. So even if you find yourself in a place of stuck, even if you're stuck right now, Surrender yourself to God. Repent unto him. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for allowing myself to be in this place. Lord, I'm sorry for allowing myself to not depend on you. Lord, I'm sorry, God, for doubting you. Lord, I'm sorry. And when you when you repent for your, for your ways and say, Lord, I give you my all. And literally give your... Uh, Give your utter control unto God. Put your life in God's hands. I promise you, God is a Jesus is a healer. He's a deliverer. He will set you free if you let him. If you let him, he will set you free. Let's go to the last scripture, Psalms chapter 40. Psalms chapter 40. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Psalms 40, verse 1 through 3. Hallelujah. 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 God will free you if you let him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is going to be from the New Living Translation. Hallelujah. God will free you if you let him. And it says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mirror. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. God, when we repent unto God and say, Lord, I'm sorry for turning my back on you. Lord, I'm sorry for allowing myself to be complacent. Lord, I'm sorry for allowing myself to be comfortable. When we do that, God will hear our cry and he will pull us out of the mud. He will pull us out from under. He will free us from strongholds. He will free us from temptation. He will free us and heal the brokenhearted. He will free us. Yeah, Rabasi, deliver us from all. Rabasi, from bad habits. He will deliver us. If we let him and if we're ready, we don't have to stay stuck in the mud. We don't have to stay stuck. If we're ready, if you're ready, if you're ready to get from stuck, now is your time. Now is your moment. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and as you was watching this, 
you realize you've been stuck for so long. And it seems like no matter what you do, you keep ending up at ground zero. You tried everything. You tried a man. You put your trust in man. Put your trust in money. Put your trust in school. You put your trust in everything else. You still don't have peace. You still don't have joy. And I tell you now, what was missing in your life is Jesus Christ. He gave you this peace that goes beyond your under human understanding. He gave you joy. Uh, joy in the midst of the storm. And if you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ today, I encourage you to say this prayer of salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. I realize, Jesus, that I need you in my life. I tried everything. And I know that you're missing. I believe in my heart. I confess in my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried and you rose on the third day so that I can have life and have it eternally. So Jesus, forgive me, cleanse me of my sins, wash me and make me whole. I surrender myself to you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. 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 The best decision you can ever make. You are now a new creature. All the old things are behind you. And behold, all things become new in your life. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And for those of you that may have had a relationship with God, you may have had a relationship with Jesus Christ, but you allowed yourself to stray away. You've been stuck. You were already free, but you allow yourself to be in the reverse and start going back to your past. Start reconnecting with old habits and old people. But you know what? God is a forgiving God. And because the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, we have the freedom to repent. So now is your moment to repent for your sins and, and repent to God and say, Lord, Lord, and rededicate yourself, your salvation back to him. Rededicate your life back to Jesus. Say this prayer rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry for turning my back on you. I realize that I, that I need you in my life more now than ever before. So Jesus, I ask you forgive me of my sins. God, wash me again. Renew me again. I already know that you died on the cross for my sins. I already know that, Father God, that you are my Savior. So, Jesus, I surrender my life to you once again. Wash me again. Make me whole again. And I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Welcome back into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome back into the body of Christ. I love you guys so much. I pray that you are encouraged and uplifted. Please share this live with other people, those people that may be stuck and feel like they need an encouraging word to help them get out of this place of being stuck. Please share this live. Please stay in tune. I love you guys so much. Stay in tune for next week on Perfectly Perfect Live. We have a special guest. I'm excited about next week as well. But please stay encouraged and uplifted. Please stay safe. Please wear your mask. Please um, adhere to the regulations of 
wherever you live in the government, please, because listen, we, we cannot take this thing lightly and we have to make sure that we are, if we're not caring about our own health, think about other people's health as well. So please, please be safe, be encouraged, be uplifted. I pray that you have sweet sleep and that it be your portion. I pray that God cover and keep you and your family, that whatever it is that you desire, whatever it is that you need, that anything that tries to get in your way, that God will cover you and keep you and give you instruction and that you will be obedient to his will and his way. So I love you guys so much. I pray that you continue to, um, to allow God to, to just work on you, allow God to continue to heal you, allow God to continue to do what is necessary in your life to make sure that you are fulfilling your God-given purpose. So I, I pray that you are encouraged and uplifted. So until next time on A Perfect Perfect Live, I will see you guys next week. Have a good night.